she called the summer of me. She had been good to her word, too, doing her power walking every morning and spending the afternoons on the South Shore, swimming like the Olympic trials qualifier that she was. She was getting fit, getting tan, and exercising her mind by reading all those thought-provoking novels. She tried to talk to the chief about the novels when they climbed into bed at night, but the chief's life was its own novel, and he didn't have room in his mind for any more characters. Just yesterday, he had heard Andrea on the phone with Tess, talking about her book. He had overheard words like ambivalence and disenchantment, words he had no use for. The chief could not raise his eyes to Dixon's about-to-puke face. He could not call his wife and drop the bomb that would destroy the landscape of her life. Her first cousin, her closest friend, a person Andrea held dearer possibly than himself, Tess McAvoy, was dead. Maybe. I don't know what happened, Dixon said. The chief couldn't look at him or the haircut so short it looked painful. They just called to say there was an accident, and the McAvoys are dead. Addison. Addison Wheeler was having cocktails at the galley with clients. It was a celebration, and Addison had ordered a bottle of Cristal. A purchase and sale agreement had just been signed for a $9.2 million waterfront home on Pulpus Harbor. But even as Addison was sipping champagne, even as he was mentally spending his whopping commission, his eyes scanned the white caps that frosted Nantucket Sound. The restaurant had plastic siding to protect diners from the wind, which was driving out of the north. There were boats out on the water, a lot of boats, despite the six to eight foot seas. Was one of them Greg and Tess? They would have made it to the vineyard by one or two, and now would be returning home. Unless, of course, they had decided to spend the night. Addison would have said he was beyond this kind of jealousy, this kind of obsession, but he was feeling both things, jealousy and a panicky obsession. If Tess and Greg stayed on the vineyard, in a room at the Charlotte Inn, would they make love? Addison sipped his champagne. Of course they would. Today was their twelfth anniversary. He had tried to call her no fewer than five times before she left, but she didn't answer. There were many indications that the day was special. They were taking champagne and a picnic that Andrea had prepared for them as a gift. Greg was taking his guitar. He had stopped by Addison's office that morning on his way to the dock. Your guitar, Addison said. I'm a better singer than I am a sailor, Greg said. He shook his head to get his floppy bangs out of his face, a gesture that made Addison shudder. I wrote her a song. Wrote her a song. He would play the troubadour, try to win Tess back. After all that had happened last fall, Greg needed to make Tess trust him again. Good luck with that, Addison said. The final time Addison called Tess, he left a message. Are you going to tell him? Are you going to tell him you love me? The question was met with electronic silence. The major D caught his eye. Addison tilted his head. His clients were talking between themselves now, awkwardly, about the quality of the champagne and about the water, the impressive wind. It would sweep Greg and Tess to the vineyard, but they would have to come back in the teeth of it. Would they risk it? If they spent the night at the Charlotte Inn, Addison would lose his mind. 
The place was too romantic, with its pencil post bed, white grand piano, towel warmer, silver buckets filled with blooming roses. Addison had stayed at the Charlotte Inn with his first wife 20 years ago, and he remembered that the hotel had had the magical power to improve their relationship, for the nights they stayed there, certainly, and for several days afterward. Addison did not want Greg and Tess to stay there, because what if they experienced the same balm? He reached into his pocket to touch the heart Tess had given him on his birthday. She had cut the heart out of red felt using child scissors. Addison treated it like a talisman, though he was far too old and reasonable to believe in such things. He fingered the heart, now grotty and pilled and dangerously close to ripping, and wondered if Tess was thinking about him. Would she have the courage to tell Greg? Addison could hope all he wanted, but he knew the answer was no.